and we welcome you back to The Coaches Show on KBPK. Mark Pavlovich, joined by Raymond Vasquez. I am Ryan Osborne. We've got a lot here on The Coaches Show. That includes a recap of Saturday's game, the big hoopla, if you will, the big-time matchup for Fullerton College here on campus, in addition to talking to the coaching staff about what they're looking forward to against College of the Canyons. All that here and more on The Coaches Show. Hello, I'm Raymond Vasquez here on KBPK. I'm here with defensive backs coach and special teams coordinator, Coach Phil Austin. Coach, thank you for joining me tonight. No problem. Saturday, you won the game, first game of the season. How does it feel? How did the team feel about it? Well, it was, it was weird coming out here when we only practiced here for 110 years and finally have a game here and had a, a packed house. And um, the administration did a great job setting up and getting people here. So it was exciting, you know, and uh, we're able to get the win. And that's what's most important. Mm -hmm. Now, you were able to defend against the team three quarters of the game, but I wanted to ask, what happened in the second quarter? Well, I think we got a little complacent. We jumped up 13-0. I think we started off touchdown, three and out, touchdown, three and out. And I think we kind of just relaxed. And, uh, you know, they're a good, tough team and uh, coached well. And they, they came after us that second quarter and kind of got us on our heels. And then uh, we kind of just had to regroup get everybody back in and, and dialed in and, and focus. They're kind of shell-shocked on the sideline, like stunned. Mm -hmm. So we had to get them, kind of get their swag back, get feeling right, and get back out there and start playing ball. Now, how are we going to see that ferocity against College of the Canyons this Saturday? Well, I mean, Canyons is coming off a tough loss, a, a game they probably should have won. Mm -hmm. uh, so we know their coaches and, and everyone in that program is going to be uh, coming out hard. I don't expect to see the same team that we saw last Saturday. And uh, we don't expect to be the same team on Saturday. Mm -hmm. A lot of guys, I think we had like 56 guys, first time playing college football. Mm -hmm. uh, get that first game jitters. You know, I got I got one returner that played last year. At, at, you know, so we got a brand new group mm -hmm. and just trying to get them working together and, and getting used to each other and making calls and uh, going up aggressively for the ball they kind of jumped up and caught some balls on us mm -hmm. even though they dropped they really dropped two of them <laughs> but um, uh, so we just got to keep getting better you know um, we're happy with the win but we thought we could have played better mm -hmm. uh, we, we should we don't feel like we should give up two touchdowns in a game like that and uh, hopefully we have a better performance this weekend how are the new players adjusting to your plays and being on the field in general well, it's tough. There's a lot of new language and uh, a lot of a lot of pattern reading that they're not used to. They're kind of used to just dropping in zones and reading the quarterback. So I'm, I'm asking them to do some different things that's going to help them in the future, you know, not just here, but the next school that they go to. So we try to prepare them for the four-year level. So a lot of the stuff that we run are, are stuff that, that, that I, when I was at UCLA that we ran or stuff that when I was at Naval Academy. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, you know, we put that pressure on them to make sure they learn it and not try to tone it back. So um, it's one of those things that it progresses over time and you keep it pretty vanilla early on and you keep expanding as you go and uh, just see who can keep up with it. You know, some guys, they start to fall out early. Other guys, you know, uh, we have a young freshman, Thad, uh, Thaddeus, <laughs> Thaddeus Jones, true freshman, came in. He was on scout team last week. He's over here making plays with us today. So you never know when, when it's their time, you know. Sometimes it's in the middle of the year, sometimes at the end of the year. Some guys, it's not till next year. Mm -hmm. uh, but they just got to stay the course and keep working, keep battling each week. You know, positions are up every week. So no matter what you did last week, this is a new week. And practice figures out who plays.
Now, you said you were at UCLA in the Naval Academy. How does your time there impact your coaching here and what you're teaching the boys here? Oh, man, it's such a huge difference. You know, when you're a young coach and after you coach five, ten years, you think you know it all, and then you get around some, some coaches that have been doing it twice as long as you, and, mm -hmm. you know, they kind of put you in your place, you know. And, and being like a GA-type analyst role, um, I got to learn from numerous coaches. So I wasn't just with the DB coach. I was with the linebacker coach. I spent some time with the receivers, spent some time with the O-line coach, special teams. So, you know, I took that time to really learn other positions and how that impacts my position. So um, I was blessed to take advantage of, of, of my role um, and I learned a ton you know I was able to bring a lot of that back here and, um, and we're still we're still you know expanding and putting in we don't do as much as they did at UCLA they're like checks and adjustments to everything so we try to keep it a little a little bit more simple but a lot of the same uh, concepts is your approach different for the defensive backs versus the special teams uh, well the good thing about special teams is I kind of I kind of get to coach everybody, you know, all position groups. Um, the DBs is uh, its one of those things, like, if you never played it, it's hard to understand everything that we're doing back there. Um, so we get a little bit more complicated, I think, with what we do in the secondary. Um, special teams, we, we feel like we put the best players out there, we keep it simple, and we play physical. And uh, that's how we try to win on special teams. But as a DB, you got to be thinking. Your eyes got to be right. Your technique has to be perfect. So there's a lot more incorporated into it. Well, this has been Raymond Vasquez, Coach Phil Austin. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. You did a great job. Man. Oh, thank you very that's much. A lot of questions. That was good. A lot better than Corey. Thank <laughs> you. And you can see us more here on KBPK. Well, we're back, and it's a defensive theme here on the Coaches Show. And, of course, I'm going to bring the person that puts the magic into the defensive side of the Coaches team. I got assistant head coach, defensive coordinator Brian Crooks. And, Brian, I found it interesting that when the game ended, we saw you out in the parking lot, and we talked about the game, and you said it was a little difficult because we didn't have any tape on this team. So it's hard to coach against that. You know, can you explain a little more of that to me? Because I'm sitting there going, okay, yeah, you didn't get to see him, but you run pretty simple defenses. Yeah, but it's it's good. I always go off of personnel. And a lot of my defensive calls, or most of my defensive calls, are on who they are, who's their personnel, who's their tight end, who's their receivers. And then we like to get a little bit of film of uh, their players and see who's out there, who's gonna, who we're going to guard more often and take it out of the game a little bit. So it was it was new. Not knowing who they had, you know, we kind of went to the scrimmage and, and saw them play, but we didn't know what they had from last year's team. So it was just uh, adjustments had to be made a little bit. And then you got saw in the second quarter where they kind of adjusted to us, and then we had to adjust back and take some stuff away. So that's why I like watching film on people because it gets, it gets you ready to to play your opponent. You know, every once in a while when I talk to Garrett Campbell and I ask him about game plan, and I'll say, you know, when do you show everything? And he goes, well a little each week, a little each week. I know, again, when I look at your defense, you usually tell me, well, I don't change a lot. So you're playing College of the Canyons. So am I going to say the same defense that I saw this last week here at Fullerton? Well, hopefully better. Well, another week of practice. Uh, go a little faster, know what we're doing a little more. We had some mental busts uh, last week. Some of the emotion stuff got us, and our guys not communicating enough. So hopefully we got that down. We're going to come out a little better. But our defense is not going to change. We do what we do. 
Uh, we play fast, we, we blitz, we get after people, and, and people know what's going to happen. You just got to try to block it and, and get plays on us. One thing I've never asked you is every once in a while when you're watching a game, let's say the offense just isn't there that night. They can't do anything. What do you say to defensive players that might be standing on the sideline going, you know, if our defense keeps playing the way we are, if offense could score 10 points, we'd win this game. Does those conversations ever come up for the players, and how do you respond to it? Well, our goal is to have 10 points or fewer, so that we always go in the game like trying to keep it down below. Um, we have confidence in our offense that they're going to score, but I always wanted to say if we score 10, if they only score 10, we're going to win a lot of tournament almost all our games. You know, our, our, our offense can't score over 10. They score over 20 or 30 points. So, But we always give ourselves a good goal of let's just give up 10 you know, and see if we can get to that goal and go, and go from there. When we look at the new facility you have here, and I know way back when Tim was here as the head coach, and we talked about a new stadium we thought was going to happen way, way back, one of the things Tim brought up in our conversation was the stadium's going to give us an opportunity to recruit better. It's going to allow us to get the really good players from the surrounding area instead of going out of state. From a defensive point of view, is that how you look at things too? I don't. I want to, I recruit everybody. So you know, kids out of state need a chance too. And if they want to come here at Ford and College, then they're, they're more than welcome to come here. Um, you know, the lifeblood is the in-state kids. You know, we got to get around here. And you look at our, our most of our good players that play for us are from around here. And then we just kind of sprinkle in some of the out-of-state guys from there. Um, but we're going to always recruit nationally. That's just what we do. You know, if we want to stay at the top where we want to be, you know, you need depth. And you're not going to get depth just from in-state kids. And there's not enough. There's too many JCs around here for all the kids. So you got to get some of the best around here, but also sprinkle in the out-of-states as well. We had a big ceremony before and I know when you played here your brothers played here so I've got to wonder if there was something sort of special for the Crooks family where you finally got a home field did your brothers and you sort of look at each other and and reminisce about the old days when all of you were players here not you being a coach but go back through the years of when you were players here at Fullerton College well, yeah, I, I saw some guys I played with that I haven't seen in a while. You know, Jason Nevodonsky came by, and I haven't seen him in a long time, and it was good seeing him. Um, but, yeah, my brothers and my family came. My One brother's here. My other brothers are out of state in Phoenix. But, um, you know, my nephew also played here, too. So we've had four of us in the family play here. And if you go in the office, you'll see my nephew has a picture right outside my office. And you go in my office, my brother's got his picture of him going to Eastern Michigan in my office. So, you know, my parents are here taking pictures, and they've really never been in this building a lot and seeing this stuff. So they're excited to come down and see all this stuff. All family can all my brother's kids came down, saw this picture on the wall. They started going, oh, that's my dad, that's my dad. And, you know, Justin's showing this picture over there. So this, this place has been pretty special for our family. You know, all four of us, my nephew and three of my brothers came through here, and we all got scholarships out of here. You know, so, you know, we, we owe a lot to what we're doing right now to Fordham College. Okay. I don't know if we'll use this or not, but I need to get certification. And if you don't want an answer, I get it. But love Hal Sherbeck. I knew Hal Sherbeck. I watched him. I've interviewed him. I've got a 15-minute interview with him. We had a love affair as a broadcaster and a coach. Then I look at Tim. And I love Timmy as a coach and everything else. When you put coaches or you look at greatness, can I put Tim, because he's got the two national championships here at Fullerton College, in the same breath with Hal Sherbeck? I think you can. You know, Tim had 
20 more years that how how did that that type of program that Tim was building I think he could have matched what what Sherbrooke doing even maybe exceeded it um how Sherbrooke's a great coach I'm not taking anything from him you know he's he's a legend but you know Tim was only here the head coach for 10 years so I think given 20 more years we had our program rolling pretty good you know we had a 33 game win streak going and we were we were rolling pretty good and you know Tim Gene Murphy and Tim Burns pretty much gave me everything I have. You know, Gene Murphy hired me here. I played for Gene Murphy. Then when I wanted to coach, he hired me to get my first coaching job. And then uh, Tim Burns got me at my full-time job here So and fought for me to get my full-time job here. So, you know, I owe all my career to those two. And uh, I think if, if Tim would have had a couple more years, I think it would have been the same breath to getting the two national championships and, and going on. And the kids he was sending out, too. I mean, we're averaging, you know, 40 kids a year going out. So, you know, I think you can't talk about Tim in that, in that same breath. Assistant head coach, defensive coordinator, shows you what a smart man he is because he just agreed with me. A friend of ours, always been a friend, and it's a pleasure to have him on the air. One of the best community college coaches around the country. And this year, another national championship. That's how I'm looking at it. Brian, thank you for everything, and thanks for coming on the air with us. Well, I'm, I'm looking at game two. I'm not looking at national championship. Yeah, game two. That's all we need right now. Game two, College of the Canyon with Coach Brian Crooks. Appreciate it. Thank you. So we want to thank Brian Crooks in addition to Phil Austin for joining us here on the Coaches Show this week. And guys, you take a look at this last Saturday. I'll actually start over with Mark. Much anticipation. I know you as the voice of the Hornets, you were looking forward to this day for a very long time. Yeah, 24 years worth of this through Gene Murphy, Tim Burns along the way. And then we look at Garrett Campbell, who is here now. Well, I'll go all the way back to Al Sherbeck. He wanted a stadium, too. Even though his players would tell you Fullerton High School was, it wasn't. I don't care what they say. Uh, it was outstanding. It was outstanding. The reception was great. We had a sellout for the game. We were packed. Come to every game. Let me tell you, the students are free. If you've got nothing to do, let me quote Corey Nalen. There is nothing better than a community college football game. It's inexpensive, it's fun to watch, and those D1 players that become National Football League players, you get to see them now. Come and see every home game here at Fullerton College. I'll switch it over to Raymond. Raymond, you know, you got an opportunity that not very many people get. You got to talk to the alumni, got to experience what that reception was like prior to this matchup. What was your impression from talking to all these former Hornets who had the opportunity to come back here to see the first home game on campus? Well, the first thing I would say is pride. Pride in their team, pride in their legacy, just pride to be here. The legacy could be felt from everywhere. I mean, they were so happy to be able to see their players, to see a team here, and to see an actual field for the players to be at. So talking with the players and alumni here, they just couldn't be happier to see the development and the legacy that they started continuing. How Sherbeck Field directly behind us. If you remember sticking with the coaches show for all the years that Mark did it, the years that I've done it here as well on KBPK, you remember the different changes that this field has gone through. It was green back when I started. That's how things looked here at How Sherbeck Field. The track was brand new at the time. Now things have changed a little bit. You get the bleachers in, you get, we'll say an entire crowd, not the S word. Can't say that. Can't say that, but what you can say is that it is a home for the Fullerton College Hornets. Mark, when you take a look at what Fullerton College has the opportunity to do with this home field, 
with this opportunity to play here without having to travel different places, it could affect the entire way that this program is really run in the next few years. Well, Tim Burns and I did a show many years ago about having their own field. We thought it was gonna happen many years ago. And Tim actually says in the interview, it will change the way we recruit here. The players that will come here will be differently. We'll probably take more players that actually grow up in Orange County, which has always been one of the things that people have pointed a finger at this program about. And I'm excited. I don't think I'll be around long enough to see the next renovation of this field. You probably will be, but Ryan, I gotta look at you. You came in through all the controversy for the changing of coaches that we're gonna have a field, we weren't gonna have a field. You and I have been here for all the tough time. For you, I gotta look at it and say, now you've got a field that you can stay at for the next 30 years and call games. Yeah, and one thing that's interesting is the fact that when I came here first as a student through KBPK, I came out here, and to me, it looked like the most shiny brand new object possible. But you start talking to the alumni, you start talking to the players, you realize, okay, this is a program that needs a place to stay. Yes, your Belinda High School at the time was the home for the Hornets. But let's be honest, guys, they are the Fullerton College Hornets. They are not the your Belinda College Hornets. That's what they needed. They needed a place to play here at home. They needed a place on campus that they could say, hey, this is where we play. We don't have to travel for it. We don't have to bus to it. We don't have to walk over to it. We are right here, right next to our field house, right next to our locker rooms. It's our home. It's our house. That was something that was always missing every time that I talked to people from the program, whether it be alumni, former coaches, players at the time as well. So this changes all of that because now I get the opportunity to see not just the alumni and how they were able to go onto the balcony and watch the game, proud as they were, but I get to talk to these current student athletes and see what exactly does it feel like for them? It's a brand new field. A lot of these guys haven't played or haven't had the opportunity to play on a brand new turf style like we have directly behind us. Mm -hmm. Now, when you look at Fullerton College, yes, they were able to use their home field for the first time in program history here on campus, but they're not gonna enjoy it coming up this Saturday. They're going to take a trip up to College of the Canyons. Mark, in the past, what we have seen, and I'll include you in on this, Raymond, you're brand new to this Fullerton College program and also the coaches show. So when we talk about Fullerton College and Canyons, it's always a run, gun, and high scoring matchup. I'll swing it over to Mark. The reason being because Canyons and Fullerton have combined for a minimum of at least 40 points in each of their last six matchups. And Mark, if you're looking at this Fullerton College defense, it's going to be interesting to see how they approach going up against the Canyons team that's reeling from being dominated by Citrus. Well, and I think it doesn't matter when you look at Fullerton and College of the Canyons playing each other because it's two teams that don't like each other. It's two programs that may respect each other but don't like each other. And we've seen that last year, first half, hey, we're getting run out of the house. It looked like College of the Canyons was going to just send us home with tears running down our face. We as broadcasters all looked at each other. We talked to Brian Crooks. Even Brian Crooks said that first half, we just figured, hey, 
we were done. And then Ryan, that second half, it was two different ball games. Fullerton woke up. College of the Canyons realized we're in the fight for our lives. And at the end of the day, the Hornets came out victorious. I expect that same attitude this Saturday at 5 o'clock when you go to sportsnetusa.net and the homepage at Fullerton College to watch the game. So speaking of, we're going to remind you that there is a new schedule change for this Saturday. So it's no longer the 1 p.m. matchup. A little bit of relief here, Raymond. I'll give it to you because 1 p.m., plain and simple, that was going to be a very hot type game. 95-97 is what was predicted. That changes now a 95, or excuse me, now a 5 p.m. start with about 90 to 88 as the high. So things change. It's no longer 1 p.m. It's now at 5. If you want to keep up to date, make sure you continue to look at the Fullerton College Athletics webpage. They will keep you updated on whether or not that time changes once more. So this upcoming weekend, Fullerton and College of the Canyons at College of the Canyons. That's a 5 p.m. start on SportsNetUSA.net. You can also watch along on the FC Hornets athletic website. Now, very quickly before we get on out of here, Raymond, I want to thank you once again for joining us here on the Coach Show this week. Mark as well with your interview with Brian Crooks. We want to remind you where you can find the Coach Show and content from KBPK on Instagram at 90.1 KBPK. On YouTube, it's just as simple as at KBPK. Keep up to date with all the things that we have coming up. Don't forget Dia de los Muertos coming up right around the corner. We've got some more announcements coming up on the way as well. Once again, Raymond Vasquez, Mark Pavlovich, I am Ryan Osborne thanking you for joining us here on The Coaches Show on KBPK.